Ladies and gentlemen, this is the voice of TBT, Bob Rathbun, welcoming you to another edition of Inside TBT. Here are your hosts, Andrew and Joey. All right, welcome back to Inside TBT, the regional edition. We got a bunch of regionals to break down, and we're going to start here with the Columbus Regional, which will be featuring Carmen's Crew and Red Scare. The games will take place at the Ohio State University from July 23rd to July 27th. Get your tickets now at thetournament.com. If you're deciding whether or not you should get tickets, you should listen to this episode first because we got a great duo episode with two guys, one from Red Scare, one from Carmen's Crew. Joey, who we got? We got none other than the head coach of Carmen's Crew, our good friend, Jared Sullinger, Sully for short. And, of course, representing Red Scare, we got Devin Oliver. The dynamic was very, very fun. We were really, really nervous about how it would work with everybody being in different, not even different states. They're on different continents and in different countries. But shout out to Zoom for taking care of that and making for a great episode. You know, the dynamic was great. Two dudes who know each other, know each other's games, respect each other's universities, and who really, really want to somehow meet up in the tournament this year. Absolutely. And if they want to meet up and if they want to make it far, they're going to have to probably add some big-time additions to their team. So here's Inside TBT's key additions for Carmen's Crew and Red Scare. Joey, start us off. So Carmen's Crew, we'll start with the Buckeyes, which we know very, very well. You know, we won't lie to you. We are Buckeyes, you know. I am a Buckeye, at least. So I'm a little bit biased. But the number one priority for Ohio State and, and Carmen's crew in terms of their roster is you got to get Aaron Kraft to play. That's the number one target. We've heard it's up in the air. Sully tells us on the episode that he thinks he's leaning towards not playing, which I find hard to believe. But without a doubt, the number one guy, the high priority, the top recruit on their list is none other than Aaron Kraft. And if he's not coming back, they're going to have to add another point guard. And what I think they should do is get a little younger in that position. And the way to do that is by adding a CJ. And it's interesting I said a CJ because you got CJ Walker or CJ Jackson. Take your pick. They need one of those CJs if AC. Maybe regardless, but they definitely need a CJ if Kraft is not playing. I could not agree more. As we know, in the TBT, the point guard is probably the most important position. Like in all basketball, honestly, you need to have a stud running the point. The last guy that I want to include in this little list of guys that we think Carmen's crew should go after is a guy who, again, is a little up in the air in terms of availability for the TBT, but for a different reason. A guy by the name of Keita Bates-Diop. You may know him as the former Big Ten Player of the Year, second-team All-American, first-team All-Big Ten member, but most importantly, my teammate. And Kata is in a unique situation where who knows what the future holds for him. Obviously, you know, we're rooting for him, and being friends of his, we would like to see him play at the highest level to a point where he doesn't need to play in TBT or is not able to play in TBT. But if it's an option, 
selfishly as TBT fans, we would love to see Kata go out there, prove to the world that he belongs at the highest level of basketball while also bringing along Carmen's crew and, you know, putting them on a big-time run. Absolutely. Now we move over to Red Scare. All right, two guys that I think they really could push them over the hump if they got these guys. All right, and hoping, hoping a lot of guys come back from last year, but we got Scoochie Smith and Deshaun Pierre. I think those guys are two important potential pieces for Red Scare. Pieces that could be difference makers in a potential game against Carmen's crew. You're exactly right. It brings back the point, especially for Scoochie Smith. The point guard is so important. But what's most important is that this regional is all about looking towards the battle for Ohio. Dayton versus Ohio State. And what better way to complete that rivalry game than to have a guy on Dayton who has worn both jerseys. And that's none other than Jordan Seibert. So, Dayton, just for the fact, for TV ratings, for us to be able to tweet about it, you got to add Jordan Seibert. Not only is he a fantastic basketball player who would be a great addition, he's a walking headline grabber when you guys run into Ohio State come regional championship time. Hopefully all those guys play on both teams because that would make things very fun in the Columbus Regional. We're going to get to our interview right now with Devin Oliver and Jared Sullinger. All right, join us now on Inside TBT from Red Scare, Devin Oliver, and from Carmen's crew, Sully, Jared Sullinger. Before we get kicking it with, you know, the TBT questions, I think the fans want to know, where are you guys? What's been up? Where are you in your standings for your league? Sully, we'll start with you. Uh, we're third. We're third in the standings, and I'm in South Korea. Uh, just signed here, what, in February? Um, pretty much got brought here for the playoffs. So we're, we're, we're doing pretty well over here. And Mr. Oliver? Yeah, um, I'm in Turkey right now in, in Istanbul. We're, uh, we're in 10th place right now. We're a couple games out of the playoffs. Uh, we only have a few games left. Uh, we just got a big win last night. And we're kind of on ice right now because the team we play next had a corona outbreak. So my season might be extended a little bit. So we're just we're just waiting for that next game to come up. I bet you're super, super, super pumped about the season being extended. So congrats. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> Looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's dive into the reason why we brought you guys here. Obviously, the TBT is coming up. And we wanted to, to uh, you know, obviously speak with two of the best from the best teams in TBT. And Devin, I'll start with you. Now that you've had some time to reflect on last year's TBT, what were some of the big takeaways that you guys as a team had, you personally have, and what are you looking to really, you know, excel on coming into this year? Yeah, you know, uh, last summer was good. It was kind of a, a weird summer, obviously. Um, you know, I didn't really get much time in the gym before the TBT. So I'm excited to kind of, after a season of playing and kind of being in my rhythm to go and play again. But I, I think for us as a team, for the Red Scare, we're just missing just a couple other pieces, you know. Um, guys, we have a limited summer. Uh, Sully's about to find out now. <laughs> He's playing over here. Uh, the summer is, is limited, and you don't have a lot of time to – 
you know, see people that you care about. And, you know, so I understand some guys not being able to do it, but hopefully we can get those last couple of pieces and uh, try and put this thing together to, to have a play at winning that money. Sully, last year you guys, you know, had an unfortunate early exit. And now all of a sudden we see you back on the court. I mean, I'm not a detective, but I'm connecting some of the dots here. Are you playing this summer or just coaching? Nah, nah, I'm just coaching. I'm just coaching. Uh, you know, obviously Dev said it all. Um, last year was just a, a weird year. We barely got to practice. We barely got in the gym together. Uh, clearly conditioning was a problem everywhere you went um, if you watched the TBT. So um, it's going to be interesting to see, like, especially this year, who's, who's going to really – uh, elevate their game and take it to the next level. I mean, TBT was tough last year with, what, 24 teams. Uh, now 64 is back in it. So it's going to be a real real good TBT this year. Who's the, uh, who's the team to beat in the Columbus region? You know, I think multiple teams, you guys could both potentially come out of there. But who is the alpha dog in that region? And I'll let whoever wants to start with that question first. I mean, I think his, history <laughs> – History kind of repeats itself, so, you know, it, it, it's definitely us. But, you know, Red Scare is, is one of those teams we always look forward to play uh, when we get a chance just because they play so hard. They play so hard. I mean, you know, the year we played them, they only had seven guys. So, they was kind of – they ran out of out of gas um, going into, you know, the third game. So, it, it's going to be real interesting to see. But, for sure, uh, Karma's crew is the alpha dog. I, I, unfortunately, I would have to agree. I mean, what can you say besides, oh. you know, what, what, what recent past has said until we, you know, until we do something, it's going to, you know, going to have to settle for that. Um, I, I, like Sully said, you know, we were, we were short. I know I was tired as hell. I could barely breathe out there. So I'm looking forward <laughs> to maybe, like I said, getting a couple more pieces and, uh, you know, as I get older, I, of course I want to win the money, but it's, it's more so to get out there and compete, you know, it gets, you know, it's essentially become um, a showcase for overseas guys, which I think has been really cool. And so it's always good to, to kind of have a, you know, a, pre, a prerequisite to that next season overseas or, you know, whatever it may be. So I'm looking forward to it. We are coming to play, though. And Sully knows that. <laughs> I'm just glad. Hey, I'm just glad to hear that he's not going to be playing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dev, you've mentioned pieces extra pieces, additional pieces a couple of times. You want to give us some inside scoop? I mean, like, Sully, Sully's not even listening, you know? So yeah. <laughs> who, who are you bringing in? What are the new guys? Who are, you, who are you recruiting? Like, come on, this is inside TBT. Give us the inside scoop. Yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, we're always trying to get, you know, some of those well-known date names, you know, Scoochie Smith and, and Deshaun Pierre, Jordan Seibert. You know, we, we want some of those guys. But, you know, again, it goes back to, you know, what's going on in their profession, you know. Some of these guys have really good jobs, really good contracts, and it's, and it's not always worth it to risk that, you know, to play, which I understand. You know, as, as a man, you got to make a decision. But if we get a couple of those guys, you know, maybe even a Chris Wright, but it's so hard when you're eight hours ahead. You know, I'm over here. Uh, even Chris Johnson, you know, we don't even mm. – there's a couple other guys that we, we could still get. But, you know, these are older guys, and we're all in different parts of the world, plus with COVID and everything. So hard to get everyone on the same page. Um, but fortunately, my season's going to end a little bit earlier than it has been in the past. So hopefully I'll have some time to get with Joey Gruden and we can start doing some, some LeBron-level recruiting. 
And Sully, over on over on your end, what's the team looking like for you guys? It's always, you know, a mystery with Carmen's crew, and then all of a sudden everyone's literally. It's the same. It's the same kind of. Uh, we got a got a similar core, but uh, we're we're looking to add a couple pieces as well. Um, I, I can't really give y'all everything, but we we're adding pieces slowly but surely. But um, I think Dev said it best. You know, with, with guys, this being a COVID year, some some families can't travel. Some sometimes they can't see their kids, or you know, even seeing their wife or girl girlfriend. So it's just this year is going to be a little bit different than last year. Um, solely based off of that. And uh, hopefully we get the right pieces so we can we can we can piece this thing together. Sully, are there any teams that could potentially be in your region that you would want to avoid? Maybe it's a team you saw last year that, that you were like, we do not match up well against them. They're good. I want you to say no. something. You can answer that however you want. <laughs> no, no, we're not, we're 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 not the type of people that avoid uh, uh, competition. I think that's the beautiful part about the TBT. Just it brings the best out of everybody. Um, and Dev said it best. Like it's like a showcase for for the overseas guys. You know, a lot of people kind of fly under the radar just because they're not playing in the states. And there's a lot of people that's making good money and playing really great basketball post-college career so um it's just beautiful to see you know all these guys that you watch in college that you admire and you thought man they had a shot and then you see them play again and see how much better they got and and, and showcase their talent in the tbt andrew you missed a softball follow-up question that i'll ask instead sully is craft playing uh i don't think so i don't think so being you know the hardest part about about, about basketball is you can't really take a year off and, and just jump back in when when everything matters. And I, I and I'm gonna talk to Kraft about it to see where you know where his temperature's at. But I don't really I don't see Kraft doing that just because you know school's been so tough on him and uh, you know he needs time with with his son Owen and, and his wife and he just needs to he just needs to let his hair down. You know going to school for to be a doctor that's that's not easy. Devin, Devin's getting crapped online too, going, hey, man, we'll double whatever they were going to give you. <laughs> Sully says you don't have it in you anymore. Come on over to this side of Ohio. <laughs> Come over to UD. <laughs> oh, I, if anybody could take a year off of basketball and still contribute the way he contributes, it would probably be him, right? So, I don't know. Don't I, I don't know what you're trying to do here. Maybe you're trying to do something here, and I respect it if you are. But if you're not – I would be devastated if if Kraft didn't play. So let him know that that I would be devastated. Will do. <laughs> <laughs> Devin, does that make you excited that he might not be on the court in a potential matchup? Upset that you don't potentially get to go against him again? You know, he's the guy that people are like, love him on your team, hate playing against him. As a competitor that we know that you are, would you prefer to have him on or off the court? Yeah, I mean, obviously I would prefer to have him off the court because he's just, you know, we all know who Kraft is. He's the intangibles guy, you know. He's going to do the – he's just – he's that furnace that's heating the team to win. And, um, you know, as I've gotten – as we've gone along, I've gained more and more respect for him because, like, that dude is so damn annoying. But just the way he plays uh, as a competitor, it's like, you can do nothing but respect it. And now that he's doing a doctor thing, you know, as, as a man, it's, it's, it's even cooler. So we'll see if he's out there. 
we'll, we, you know, we'll try and put Kyle Davis up there with them. But if not, then uh, it'll be a good thing for us too. So one thing that's unique about alumni teams in general, but specifically you guys, the majority, if not 100% of the makeup of your teams are truly alumni guys. You guys were all teammates or you were a few years apart. If you guys could add someone not from Ohio State, not from Dayton to your team, who, who would it be? And I'll start with you, Dev. Hmm. You know that's tough. I played. I played with some with some guys. You know, this, these last couple seasons that I think would really, really help us. Uh, you know, the guy named Dallas Moore, guard to play with me last year. A big guy from last year to play with me, Taylor Smith, who's like an undersized five, but can pass and rebound and block shots. Super athletic. That's ideal for TBT. You know, a big that can move. And even this guard last year or this year, his name is Matt Farrell. You know, we kind of need that like true point guard. It's one of the things that we're really missing. This this kid here, he went with the Notre Dame, feisty as hell. And you know, I think that would really help us too. But you know, I, I kind of like you said, I kind of think it's cool that you know most of our cores are made up of strictly alumni. You know, I think that makes it more special, especially for the fans. You know, which is going to again be a, a factor and an aspect going in, into this summer. So we'll see. You know, we got a little bit of time left. Sully, what do you hey, think? I, I play with I play with a lot of great basketball players. I've seen a lot of great basketball players. I would love to add, you know, multiple guys to this this team. But I think what makes our team special, uh, the alumni team special, is that you're playing with guys that, you know, was was pretty much brought up with the same coach. And so, like your your tactics are 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 similar. You know, your strategy is similar. So. All that kind of plays a factor when you can't practice as much as you want to. It kind of it plays a big factor in into the game because you just know guys are was brought up to play a certain way, and I think that's what that's what makes our alumni team special. I think people were kind of shocked last year when a team like the Money Team got bounced pretty early because they were like, "Oh, they had so many big names, so many guys from here, there, former NBA players." It really goes with what you're saying. Like, they didn't have any, you know, real long-lasting bonds and chemistry. So I agree with you, and we love that about TBT. Devin, my question for you, with the potential of Final Four and Championship being in Dayton, do you feel more pressure to come out of the Columbus region to be able to play in front of those home fans than you would if, you know, it was slated to be in Wichita? Right. Absolutely, man. You know, that's that's kind of – going to be my selling point. I mean, I've been focused on my season, but that's going to be my selling point. So, you know, a few of these guys that I'm trying to get on board, it's like, why wouldn't you want to go try and win $2 million in front of Dayton fans at UD Arena? Like, I know for myself, I didn't get to experience that $70 million renovation. <laughs> I haven't had a taste of that yet. So to be able to play for, for that amount of money in, in front of our fans, because you know they're going to come out and show out. So I think that would be really cool. I, I, I wouldn't necessarily say pressure, you know, because I, that's just as a professional and being away from your family and having to do this life over here, pressure is kind of taken away because you realize as you get older, there's things that are far more important. Um, but definitely some, some, some anxiety, you know, and, and not bad anxiety, but good anxiety as to like, we got to get there so we can play in front of, uh, front of our fans. Sully, is it a similar kind of feel as, you know, last year, the whole thing was in Columbus, right? You guys kind of had a little bit of a letdown, 
right? And then this year to come back and truthfully, it could be very, very, it's a, there's a very good chance that every game is going to be in Columbus or near Columbus. Is it the same sort of feeling? Uh, Not really. Not really. Just because, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's a tournament. And, you know, all these guys are really good basketball players. I mean, let's not let's not just fly under the radar and say we're head and shoulders above all the competition. All these guys are really great basketball players. And, and we just got to play play the game the right way. Obviously, you know, last year we, we didn't play the game the right way and we got bounced real quick. But, you know, that's just that's just life. That's just life. So there's no pressure. I think Dev, Dev, Dev touched you on the head real easy. Uh, you know, as we get older, there's more things that's more important than, you know, than pressure of a basketball game. And I think we're all old enough now that to know that, you know, pressure really doesn't control us. We control the pressure. And, you know, like I would love to play at UD as well just because, you know, the history of going down there, you know, where it used to be the first four and then, you know, just – being recruited by Dayton in my early years and going and watching those guys play, like it was, it's always, a, it's a great arena. It's always sold out. And, and those fans in Dayton really love basketball. So of course I would love to play in Dayton. I think uh, fans in Dayton for a Carmen's crew versus Red Scare matchup would be incredible because all the things you just said, Fans make it better. I have to ask this, though. With the wacky times that you guys are in, time zone-wise, were you able to watch, you know, the Gonzaga-UCLA game yesterday or I guess this morning or did you see highlights? Because I want to hear your guys' thoughts on that because that was probably the craziest game I've ever watched. I don't know what you think, Joey, but we got to ask the guests. Well, I I got to watch the second half. I got to watch the second half. Um, I didn't get to watch the first because we was at shoot around. But I mean that that game was crazy. It was back and forth. It was it was a lot of scoring, a lot of a lot of uh, you know specialists out there. And, and that Jalen Suggs shot was was crazy. As soon as he shot it, I knew he was going to make it just because they they like gave him a free run um, all yeah. the way past half court. And so as soon as soon as he let that go, I was like, oh yeah, that's the end. He banked it. And he shot it like it was a normal shot anyway. So, I mean, it was a great game. It was a great game. I feel for UCLA just because of all the hard hard work they put in, being in the first floor, coming all the way down to the final floor and losing to a shot like that. Um, you know, we, we talk about it all the time as pro basketball players. I'd rather lose by 40 than a shot like that. Yeah, I, I mean, we were coming back from the capital city in, in, in Turkey, so we had like a six-hour drive. So I was on the bus. I watched the game from start to finish. We got home about 5 a.m., and I stayed up and, and finished it. And it was just – that was – I mean, I've only watched a few college games this year just because of the time difference, you know, some Dayton games. But that that I had no question that that was game of the year. And like Sully said, I, I you know, I kind of felt for the UCLA team. They were 11 seed. And I just like, you know, they, I felt like they had like a true team mentality. I like the, the Juzang kid, Juzang or whatever his name was. He was getting to his spots. You know, it was just, an, it was a good game of basketball to watch. And then the ending was unbelievable, man. That, that was a, that was a good college basketball. I felt really bad because they didn't get to play in front of fans. Like that kind of game in front of a final four uh, arena would be unbelievable. Well, the reason I asked that question is because how great is it when basketball games end on a made shot and with the Elam ending, 
every game ends out of making shots. So that was one big setup to, you know, kind of toot the Elam ending's horn a little bit. Sully, do I see you, what you did there. Sully, do you ever, <laughs> do you ever wish, like, oh, I wish I could hit the Elam ender, you know, one more time. I wish I could get out, get out there. You know, because it's different from playing where you're playing right now. It's a different kind of, you know, it's like a pickup game almost. Yeah, I mean, at times, yes. At times, yes. It, it got to be the perfect fit. You know, like TPT is the perfect fit just because it's for the money. So that's just like a perfect fit. But, you know, when I'm I'm playing for in a season, I don't mind being down uh, 10 with four minutes to go knowing that I can come back and, and anything can happen. So, I mean, th- like I said, it's got to be a perfect fit. And, like, all-star games and, and, and TBT, when you're playing for the money, there's no, no, no question that Elam – the Elam ending fits perfectly. Devin, what do you think? Yeah, I agree, man. I agree with Sully. You know, when you're when you're a pro and you that feeling of, you know, I've had games where you're down, like Sully said, ten with four three minutes left. And you know, guys hit a couple threes and it's a game again. And that feeling of being able to come back and, and get a win is is great. But I think with the TBT, it's a perfect fit. Um, you know, just being a part of the TBT for, for, for many years now, I think it's cool to see it kind of expanded, specifically into the NBA with the All-Star game. Uh, I think that's been really cool. You know, the man who created the Elon Manning is the University of Dayton Fly. So <laughs> that's, just, that's just even more bias for me to, to, to root for it. You know what I mean? But it's, it's definitely about uh, timing and fitting with, you know, whatever the scene is. All right, as we wrap this up, a couple more questions for you guys. My, this, my last question is specifically for Sully. Um, obviously, you've played a lot of basketball. And now you've gotten a chance to coach a good amount of basketball. What is a better feeling for you? Making a great move and scoring or a great pass or drawing up a great play? And this, and you know what? At, at 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 this age now, I think it's more drawing up a great play, uh, be, because just because it's just it, it's so much fun when you see guys that that executes the play the right way. I can understand why now uh, coaches used to get mad when you messed up a play or, or the timing's off, just because of what you see on the sideline. You know, it, it's I'm so I'm invested as if I'm I'm playing when I'm coaching. And, and that and that's what people don't understand. Like, I might not be running up and down the court, but I'm just as mentally exhausted um, after the game like I am when I play a basketball game when I when I'm actually playing. So, I think I have to go with an ATO. If I'm if I'm drawing up a perfect ATO and we score, that I think that's a better feeling than making a move that I've been making since I was five years old. <laughs> it's the classic, you know, coach fist pump. You know, coach doesn't give a fist pump every single play. But a player is always talking shit every time he scores, right? Like, that's the coach's way of, of talking shit. You know, they give right. him a fist bump or they give, they give a little recognition to the assistant that drew it up. Like, I respect that. And I think – and I don't – I'm not the same coaching or playing level, but I think I agree. Like, a great set, like, even being on the bench, like, when you know what's coming and, the, and, and like, the backdoor cut is perfect, like, that's electric. I agree. Yes. Yes, that's that's my that's my favorite part is just watching your team score. I did a lot of that. Joe, should we put him on the should we put him on the spot here? Yeah, I guess I feel like we know these guys well enough where we can we can do that. <laughs> so so 
you, yeah, I mean, yeah, Andy, you want to do it? Or you want me to no, Joey, it's your okay. thing. You do it. Sully, Sully knows because he's been on our other show and he knows me and blah, blah, blah. But, Dev, what we like to do is turn the tables onto you guys, give you an opportunity to ask us a question that you've been dying to ask us. You know, I mean, Dev, it's been months leading up to this interview. I'm sure you've been anticipating it for a while. So you might have two or three questions. If you only have one, that's fine. But we wanted to give you guys the floor to ask us anything um, that you've been, you know, had a burning desire to, to ask. Not all at once. Is it me first? Yes. Guys, I, I can't even lie to you. It's it's been a it's been a mentally taxing year. I have been stuck in this apartment. I don't even know if I have a question for you right now. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> That's okay. I've been trying to we take care of my own mental time. health. I know. <laughs> I I know Sully's got one, so we can let Sully ask first, and then you'll take, get some time to ask, to ask one. Maybe yeah. Sully will give you some uh, some wisdom, some inspiration, you know, give inspiration. Your, give yeah. your mind right. Why did you pick your final four? For what? For college this year? For college, yeah. Why did why was the why was your four teams those four teams? Yeah. So at least for me, I had the Zags and I had Illinois because I thought they were the two best teams in the country. The Zags were their whole year was the best year. Illinois was playing the best basketball, so that's why I had those two guys. Um, I, of course, I had the Buckeyes. I thought. They matched up really, really well with just about any team for different reasons, whether it's offensively or, or defensively. And they had a ton of momentum coming out of the Big Ten tournament, and I was hoping that they would get Kyle back, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, I was way off base on that because we played Steph Curry and the Warriors in the first round. And then <laughs> the other team, I was pretty high on, uh, on Alabama because I loved to shoot the three ball. They loved the three ball. I loved watching them play. They swept the SEC player of the year, coach of the year, sixth man of the year, defensive player, which means they got dudes. And talk about momentum. They had one like six in a row going into the tournament. That's a good recipe to make it far. They just ran into a buzzsaw that is Johnny Juzang in UCLA. So um, that those were my four teams, and I felt super confident about it. <laughs> and I was just so wrong. Just so wrong. <laughs> My final four, I had uh, Gonzaga, UCLA, Baylor, and Houston. And really, it's just because I think I'm just a genius when it comes to, you know, sports picking, and I got lucky, you know? No, I had uh, Now you really answer. I had Ohio State, <laughs> I had Ohio State winning it all. I had uh, UConn in the final four and West Virginia. I tried to get too cute with it, so. Should've no, just... Missouri? I had, oh, you remembered. I had a, I had a, I had Missouri winning the first round game, but I had Gonzaga. Well, usually I do like, usually I do if if Mizzou and Ohio State are both in it, I'll do my my like bracket where I think it could happen. My bracket where Ohio State wins, and my bracket where Missouri wins. But this year I, you know, <laughs> I was pretty confident they were not going to win this year. <laughs> Sully, What's your Missouri ties? Oh, I went. Sorry. I went to. I went to Mizzou, so that's okay. My, my uncle played there in the. My mom's brother played there. I don't even know, but he played ball at Mizzou. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's. I want to say '80s. That's very cool. 
Yeah, I was the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> I sorry I cut you off, Joey. No, no, I was just going to say, Sully, it, when we last talked to you, would, did you imagine that Ohio State and Missouri would lose in the same round of the NCAA tournament? <laughs> no, but at the same time, when I talked to Jake Diebler before, I think it was like a week before, or no, after the Big Ten tournament, he was just talking about how Oral Roberts was so special and how we, they couldn't take take them for granted because of their guard. And when he said that, and I went to go do some research, I was like, wow, this team this team can do something special um, in, uh, in Oral Roberts. And, and sure enough, they did something real special, man. And you just you, – you appreciate Cinderella teams like that, you know, the VCUs, the Dayton, the Dayton that beat uh, Ohio State. Um, you got uh, UCLA went from first four to final four. Like get, like teams like that, you always appreciate them because you you just you just love seeing Cinderella's doing something special because all the blue bloods always get the recognition. They always they're always on Sports Center. They're always ranked in the top twenty five, and they don't really get the respect that they they should get because at the end of the day, if you put that team in another in another uh, conference. Who says they can't compete with the with the blue bloods? And, and it just shows that any given Sunday, you can take an L, and that's what happened to Ohio State. Yeah, I mean the the last thing we'll say about this, Devin. Obviously, I know you're dying to ask that question, but uh, the gap between the high major and the quote unquote mid major, low major is way smaller than people think. Like those, the dudes on. Or Roberts, especially, those are high, high level basketball players. The kids leading the country in scoring, that's not an accident. So that's right. like the last thing that I'll say about it is just clearly it's not an accident, right? They won two games. They they very well could have won three games. I mean, it's it's not an accident. It just it's a bummer that at least I appreciated it less because I was more sad that Ohio State didn't win, more frustrated, mad that Ohio State didn't win, not oh man. That's pretty freaking cool that these kids from Oral Roberts just did that. But now, yeah. hindsight, it's cool. It's Ace this will be a problem in TBT in a few years. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm about to recruit him now. Yeah. <laughs> sure. There's a top shoot. Yeah. You can actually get away with, you know, this Ohio State connection because he beat Ohio State. So you can say, you know, <laughs> come on. We, we. That, feels like, that feels like a reach. No, no, honorary, <laughs> honorary, he's an honorary Buckeye officially. I'm coining it. Right? No, 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 that's not, that's not how it works. I think, I think Dev, I think Dev can do that because he beat, they beat Ohio State to go to Sweet 16 yeah. that one year. So I think, I think Dev has a better recruiting tip than I do. So I, right. I might have to get that to Dev. I need that boy. They almost, he almost hit that shot to, to win that last one, man. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I didn't have that. good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Deb, you got a question? Then we'll let you guys get out of here. Yeah, I thought of one. I thought of one, yeah. Yeah. We got a few days off, so I'm going to get on the game for a little bit. Okay, listen, I want to know who you guys got now in the championship, Baylor or Gonzaga. Well, this is coming out. This is going to come out of, like, a few weeks or days after, so <laughs> we're going to look really dumb if we're wrong. So I'm just going to take the favorite. I'm going to take Gonzaga. Okay, if, if you take Gonzaga, I'll take Baylor because Gonzaga looked human last night for the first time all year. And Baylor 
Baylor can do – they can win any single way. I don't know if the Zags can win in, like, a grinded-out game because they haven't yet. Like, last game they just outscored them, right? So, I don't know. Baylor can definitely grind it out. But the Zags are – I mean, Zags are better. I just think it's one game. I think Baylor can do it. So, I'll just take the other side. I'll take Baylor. Um, I don't think I, – I think this might be the, the, the first time and I think this is the basketball guys did this because we didn't get to see March Madness last year. I think this is the first time in a long time that we got to see the first two number one seats taken and, and playing um, for the national championship. So you, you actually have the two best teams in the country. And on top of that, they owe us this because Baylor got hit with the COVID pause and they were supposed to play Gonzaga earlier in the season. So they owe us this, and I, I've been looking forward to this game for a long time. So I really can't tell you who's gonna win this game. Um, talk to me on uh, at when the when one shining moment is on. I can tell you one. <laughs> we'll cut this all out if uh, if it's just like a blowout, terrible game. So. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. So, so you know when the last time the number this is a little because I'm a nerd. You know, I'm a basketball nerd. You know, when the last time. Uh, the number one and two overall seeds played in the championship. Oh five, oh five, Illinois and North Carolina. Yep, exactly. Yeah, boom. And Baylor and Gonzaga were preseason one and two, so that's even better. Just another. That's like since nineteen ninety nine that that happened. Yeah, Gonzaga can score. Baylor defend. I watched Baylor a little bit in their game yesterday, and Houston couldn't even get a clean look at the rim. How they were guarded. No. There's always one bad game in the final. Yeah, game. yeah. For sure. All right, fellas. We appreciate your time. This was a blast. We'll see you guys in Columbus and hopefully in Dayton. We'll be there. So um, we'll definitely reconnect then. And we look, we'll let you know when this is, when this is releasing because it's in a couple weeks. <laughs> Dolly, we got to get together because we've both dropped some, some LBs since the last time we took a picture. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Sounds good. All right, thanks, guys. All right, fellas. All right, Sully. Good, good luck the rest of the way, bro. Appreciate it. You too, bro. Yes, sir. I'll see you this summer. All right, fellas. Yep. Yeah. Later.